podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I love it. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 108. Wow, it feels like this year just started. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. Feels like it's 108 degrees out there, am I right? Alex. Uh, feels like Tom Nook's a parasite. And Peter. Uh, I, I got nothing. Well, that was, that was, that was a good intro, guys. Uh, we got high energy because this week we've got new movies to talk about. I never thought it would happen again. I was banking on it never happening again, and now yeah. here we are about to talk about some new movies. It's, well, it was exciting. It's good. Yeah, it's good that we're doing this today, too, because tomorrow is quite possibly the biggest movie day of the past, like, three months. Palm Springs. The biggest yeah, tomorrow is Palm Springs, Tom Hanks' Greyhound, oh. and um, uh, Charlize Theron, uh, The Old Guard. Oh, that's going to be... Are you guys going to Are you guys gonna drink a Greyhound while you watch Greyhound? <laughs> no, but I will watch Palm Springs. I think that movie looks fun. Yeah, yeah. I, am, I am very excited for Palm Springs. Um, I'm pretty excited for the Charlize Theron movie as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, weird, it's weird to have an actual Friday movie that kind of feels like this again, even though they're all digital. You know? Hey, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, like they're all like, yeah, old guard. I'm going to get to over the weekend, but like, it, it's we've got movies coming out this weekend that I think I'll actually watch this weekend. Yeah, because exactly. I feel like that's part of the issue. Even like we're talking about movies that have basically come out over the last six weeks, nothing felt essential. Like I have to do this right now, except for maybe Hamilton, which I never got to. But oh. it seems like. Everything else that came out was like, yeah, I'll get there if I get there. And if I don't, it's whatever. I, I, I think I, I liked these movies to varying degrees. Some I, I really liked a couple, and then um, very much, you know, some of the other ones were middling. Uh, they were probably, I'm probably uh, liking them more just because of how few new movies have come out. So anything new is exciting to me at this point. Um, but let's yes, just jump into it. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah. All right. So let's start. Okay, uh, I think all, the only movie that all four of us saw is The Five Bloods. So let's kick it off with You Should Have Left. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> classic. Classic. Yeah, it's the, you know, 108 episodes. Gotta not keep it fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah, You Should Have Left. Um, written and directed by David Kep. Uh a former banker, his actress wife, and their spirited daughter took a vacation at an isolated modern home in the Welsh, Welsh countryside where nothing is quite as it seems. So this guy did this some records, right? Um, Which I liked. Oh, yes, yeah. He also, he also did Mordecai. Ooh, that was not Ooh, a good movie. Ooh, Mordecai. Yeah, this movie was bad. I didn't yeah. know that. I've, I've, like, I, I felt like, this didn't feel like Blumhouse to me, like, Usually when Blumhouse makes a movie, it's it's smart or it's funny or it's clever. Yeah. They're doing something a little different. This felt like those late 90s movies that wanted to be the six cents, much like Sarah Beckles, even though Sarah Beckles is good. <laughs> but it, with um, in a modern... It, just, it felt like two different worlds of movies smashed together and neither worked. I oh, thought this shit was yeah. boring and... It, it, was and it was trying to so boring, but it never really. 
it didn't do anything it wanted to do successfully. And I, and I went into this movie expecting to enjoy it. So I gotta ask, is, is this no. one, was this supposed to have a theatrical release? Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. The Blumhouse yeah. absolutely oh, would have definitely. Wow. But it's, it, it feels like it should, it, it has smart and clever things in it, in the story, but they're just, they're just, uh, uh done so uninteresting. Like, oh, the, the weird shaped house is a fun little clever trope, yep. granted trope kind of that we've seen before, or like the house of knows thing. Yeah. The weird dude at <laughs> the walls who's also played by Kevin Bacon. Like, I thought that it, was int- yeah, I like that. It should there's things that make it that should be good, but it just the presentation is awful and and I think it's also what really ruined it for me was how much I hated Kevin Bacon's character. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, granted maybe you were supposed to. I, I think you're all, I, I feel like the movie couldn't tell if we could be behind a protagonist that we just don't like. Or if they had to kind of give him some shades of humanity. And it's like, he could have just been a bad guy. That's fine. It was so weird that, like... the It's like, instead, they try to make What's-Her-Face, like, Amanda bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't... The only thing I did appreciate was them making mention of the fact that there's... It's a it's a very weird, weird world where he's married to her. With yes. that Asian. <laughs> they, and they... They, Wait, they, they call that, that out? Oh, so yeah, many do. times. In the yeah. beginning, a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah. weird because it, like there's this whole thing. It's just like, oh, Kevin Bacon, um, his character, you know, something weird happened to his wife, and and everyone suspects him. And you would think that, he like, as an audience member, they would want you to either be like, well, everyone's crazy, or you know, oh, or uh, he definitely did something. And it's this it's this weird thing where it's just like, I just I don't care. I do, just yeah. like I I almost hope that he did, just so that everyone is is right. <laughs> No matter what, if he's a bad guy, and whether or not we're supposed to hate him, well, I mean, if we are supposed to hate him, he needs to be punished more then. Yeah. I wanted to see him if he was, if because he turns out, spoiler, to be even worse than you thought he was. I wish he got tortured or hurt or just more than yeah. just driven a little crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I need more punishment then. Is the Joshua C. Jackson in this? Joshua Jackson? No. No. Oh damn it! Sorry. Um, so so I, I, I'll be honest. I like was started this mood for like two minutes and then turned it off. Smart. That's a good call. Good call. Uh, I mean, the is, one thing I'll give it is it. And it's actually to its discredit, but I appreciate it in the long run. Is it is it is a very quick ninety minutes. Oh, it is like one twenty eight. I was so <laughs> happy. Yeah, to the degree that there's like no. That if, there, if you think there's some character development missing, yeah, it's probably just not there. Yeah. Uh, but I once I realized I was 45 minutes in, I was pumped. I was like, this is boring, and it's always not. Yeah, totally <laughs> uh, agree. It, is there like other like what kind of scares? Like, is it like all bad jump scares? Like that I don't for, like, remember a single. I don't think there are really any scares. I think it's supposed to be trying to give you like an, a scary atmosphere, or just like whoa, there's there's a shadow in the house, um, and that's kind of it. Yeah, there's really there's really very there's like this movie is shit. Yeah, and yeah. this was one of those ones that had this come out in the theater and we had a regular like spring or summer or whatever the hell this was supposed to come out, I would have been with it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, absolutely, like, I think the the fact that it's a Blumhouse horror movie with Kevin Bacon 
And even if the reviews were, well, hey, it's kind of slow, but it, you know, it's it's building an atmosphere, but it doesn't do that. <laughs> that yeah. well, I don't think the house is, I don't, the house is not that well defined about how, even though like it's supposed to kind of fuck with us about like how doors sometimes lead to different places, like right. the house right. needs to feel more menacing or bigger, or at least we need to have a better idea of what this house looks like for us to be fucked with. Yeah. Question. Yep. Do we think this movie works the same, worse, or better if you replace Kevin Bacon with Ethan Hawke? Ooh. Uh, who's done quite a few Blumhouse. I could see it. You know what? I think it might be better. Yeah, man. I'd never knock the Hawk. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he would have done a better job at being a crazy guy and at, like going crazy in the house. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been a really fun repairing between the two of them from First Reformed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could have been a sequel. It could be a sequel. Yeah, to same script, just, but it's a sequel to First Reformed. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, let's keep it going. Let, we got a lot of movies to talk about today. Guys, so that was You Should Have Left. Next up, I want to know about Lovebirds. I think okay. Russ and Peter saw Lovebirds. Correct. Yeah. Um, Mike, like, okay, directed Michael Showalter, a couple... Experience is oh. a defining moment in their relationship when they are unintentionally embroiled in a murder mystery. Uh, I couldn't understand a word so you short. said, Russ. But... Oh, really? Uh, I was just That's... giving a Russ down. No. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. The movie's it's, it's... like two minutes long. Nice. This is one of those comedies that I think if um, you heard someone give it a glowing review, you would go in and hate it. And if okay. you go in after someone gave you a shitty review, you would be like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Okay. But yeah. it's just not... It's this not. is... It, it, yeah, it's it's disappointing because it's Michael Showalter who's, who just came off of, like, The Big Sick and he produces Search Party, which is... Yeah. And directed a handful of episodes and that is a great show. And it's Issa Rae and Kumail. Two people, most people like. Yeah. So it's got a lot of things going for it. Oh. And it's just kind of okay. Yeah, they're both very good in it. Okay. Yes, they're, they're, everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. I just think that this movie—it's missing something, and I, I couldn't quite yeah. put my finger on what it was. Like, did, should it have let, let leaned in more of an overtly comedic? I don't know. It's just—it's missing something, and it's like a total. It's not a. It doesn't do anything wrong. It just doesn't do enough right. So it's like a total right down the middle. Uh, like if you are going on a one to ten scale, it's like a five. So would you compare this to something like the Baxter that like Showalter did back in the day? That was like kind of an interesting idea, but a little. Oh, I forgot meh. about that movie. Yes, yes, actually, because I thought I was going to love that movie yeah. because right? now I was like, okay, they're, they're all coming into their own now. And it's like, you forget that just because someone's come into their own and made a lot of good things doesn't make them incapable of kind of having a sinker every now and again. Well, I wouldn't call us a sinker. It's just kind of, it's, it's middle, total middle of the road. That's, that's it's, disappointing. It's, I mean, the the one thing that's got to report is it's very short. It was. I um, like everyone. But yeah. this, exactly. But this I, is another one of those ones where had I seen this in the theater... I don't know that I would have been mad because it was it's under ninety minutes, but I would have probably walked out and completely forgot that I had even seen it. Yeah, yeah. all right, that's okay. it doesn't stick with you at all. 
Yeah, the the once things start to go a little weird for them, I think they're funny enough, but we needed bigger characters around them. Yes. Um and and it was like almost like uh like an after hours sort of thing for oh. anyone seen that. Like if oh, people yeah. if people they ran into were bigger and weirder and got progressively bigger and weirder, I think I'd be way more into this, but it kinda doesn't really ramp up at all. Okay. Like I think this movie and when I knew it was Showalter, I was like, dope. That means we're gonna get all the people from the state and Stella uh popping up in this movie. Yeah. And that's gonna be great. And you yeah. kinda don't. Oh. Oh, you guys just pitched me two Yeah, you guys just pitched me like two more awesome sounding movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah if if you had like a Jolo Trulio in here at some oh. point would oh, love it. Uh, Ken Marino. Yeah, this movie was. He needed, you need, he needed like to call on his repertory people, and then I think that it would have. Because I respected the that like Issa and Kumail were just you know regular real people, kind of going through a larger than a bigger than our situation. Yeah. But again, yeah, if there were some some bigger characters, this this really would have worked. Um, but yeah. I think that that would have been my only knock. It's like get some get some get some state some Stella people in here, and this movie rules. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. It's fine. Let's keep it going, uh, and let's hear about the King of Staten Island. Do you uh, have seven hours? Do we 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 know this movie right? We don't need to. Yeah, right. do we even need to rust down this? Like, it's... Joe Dapatow, Pete Davidson, go. Yeah. So, I gotta... So, I gotta say that, like, this is a... Like, he doesn't over-Judd Apatow a lot in this. That's... Like, that, you... That's the best thing you could say about this movie to me so far? So, and I think that that was one of the things that I found a pleasant surprise. Like, you only get, like, one kind of scene... Where people do like the whole like, oh, we're gonna rib on someone like a whole bunch and like do a bunch of like bad like those those overplayed jokes that they do, uh, where they're just like, yeah, you're a dumbhead, and they I don't know they riff on each other. Um, classic dumbhead scenes, yeah. <laughs> classic dumbhead scenes. No, yeah, just like just look up TV tropes listing for dumbhead scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, it's just one of those dumbhead scenes now. <laughs> one of those. Um, no, I, I think that, like, occasionally this movie is totally all right. Yes. But... <sighs> One, it, it's it's a Judd Apatow movie, so it is longer than it needs to be. And I do think that actually hurts this movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it's it's 2.15. It's 2 hours and 15 minutes. Oof. A half hour could have been cut right up top. I think oh. the movie becomes a stronger film. One... I think the, the first half of the movie is basically you're watching Pete Davidson try to hold up a movie, and he's yeah. not great at it. In some scenes, some scenes work, and some scenes don't. So it's not like he's just middle of the road. He's either oh he's good in the scene, and then the next scene oh he's bad in the scene. Oh he's good in the scene, and it yeah. kind of happens back and forth. I feel like it doesn't. The movie doesn't really know what it is until you get to the halfway mark with Bill Burr. Bill Burr, and, yeah become like it's once once it becomes a tandem movie and then it works better that's also a much more interesting story at that point they yeah, and I, and, so long and, and bill burr's fucking 
great. The whole like yeah. trailer yeah. kind of is like the linchpin is that relationship, and it takes like half an hour to get to that. More no, than oh, an hour. hour, dude. It takes an hour. Oh hour. god. Yeah. So so Lord. like the first hour is like Pete Davidson just kind of like whining be a fuck up. and being the fuck up, but he's not like the problem is that like he's not really like charming or interesting enough when he's doing that. Yeah. But like you kind of just like it's not you don't see why people put up with him, and then like when they don't, you're just like yeah, <laughs> like fuck this guy. I don't care. <laughs> And it's weird when, like, the literal first scene of the movie has him driving on that, like, that little expressway that can take you to from Staten Island to Bayonne if you want to call. And yeah. he's, like, yeah. driving with his eyes closed. Because he's clearly, scene? like, yeah, yeah. he's clearly depressed and fucked up. And then it just it becomes, like, like it's, it's the Judd Apatow problem for the first half of the movie where it's just, here's a sketch that doesn't really build a character, but it's just... I want to color in this world so so much to an unnecessary degree, and you could—he could have done everything he did in the first hour, hour plus in twenty-five. If you want to like establish that, establish who his mom is, establish who his sister is, uh, his fucked-up friends, the girlfriend yeah. he kind of really have—that only takes a half hour of setup max. Yeah, you don't need all that other shit. The movie doesn't become any, and, and then you get to, yeah, or actually no, 15 minutes, you're right. Because yeah. the next 15 could be, okay, he's dating her now, I don't like it. Wait. And then the last half of the movie could just be those two. Yeah, because like, the, the last hour, you have like a few good scenes where you're like, this is yeah. actually kind of sweet, and it works. And like, Bill Burr is like, really legitimately really good in it. He's great, and, he, and he's not doing what he normally. Well, he doesn't. I can't. You can't say normally. He doesn't do that many movies, but he he's actually acting this time. Like it's not like he's just being okay. over. Yeah, which but, I thought but, was but interesting. But it's interesting. Can. It's interesting too, because like not only is he acting, but also like his character is acting, like trying to be like the dad figure. Like he's like you see his like character try to maybe be yeah. someone more than he is and stuff like that. So like. That that's genuinely interesting, but I think the fact the fact is that like Pete Davidson's character at the same time, like there's one point where like he's all of a sudden really good at art when the huh. joke for the whole movie is that he's like such a shitty artist. Yeah, that didn't um, make sense to me. And then he's just like he's just like yeah, I've been practicing so much. We never see that once. You don't like see him sketch. It. You don't see anything like that. You're just like oh, all of a sudden he's really good. You're just like. You you took so much time with all this other stuff that you couldn't take the time with the actual character development that you call that. Okay, right. so I want to ask a question. All right, so from watching the trailer a couple of times, most of it seems completely disinteresting to me, except for the one headlight scene when they're all singing well, the wallflowers. All, that, all, that all that stuff is good. That's like when the movie shifts to becoming like the that scene looks great. That's a good scene. Like all the, all that all the stuff with Bashami, he's fucking yeah. great. Uh, yeah. All, all the firefighter stuff and the relationship between those firefighters and uh, Pete Davidson, all that stuff works. You just have to wait, no joke, a full hour, if not more. So, because it's it's him learning that like his dad died, uh, like uh, being a firefighter, and you like start and he like the whole time he like never really knew much about him. So he's like learning through all of these like firefighter comrades. So like, that if that yeah. was the whole movie, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> It seems yeah, like, like they, you know that sort of thing. 
where like you all the only stories you know are the stories like your mother or your father told you, which are always going to present somebody in the light they think you need to see someone in, right? As opposed to showing you all of who someone was, which once you get older actually is way more interesting. Yeah. That, so that that's a really good idea. It's just it, you have to wait so so long to get. It seems and like, like there's yeah. this whole thing about like, or from from what it sounds like, they spent the first hour trying to convince you that Pete Davidson's character is a fuck up. We're like, nothing against him, but when I see him, like the embodiment oh. of that characteristic is just like is him on a screen to me in a lot of ways. Oh, your 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 view of Pete Davidson will 100 percent like determine how you view this movie too. Because okay, really, if you can't stand him, I feel like. That first hour, just movie just I, like, can't, I can't. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't have a problem with him. Uh, I think he gets I, the shit that he deserves. Uh, sure. But yeah, he, if you don't like him, you won't like him. <sighs> All right. Well, I still want to watch that whole yeah. one headlight scene at some point. Turn the movie on halfway through. All right. Yeah. I, that, that sounds, you know what? That sounds like yeah. a pretty good so, problem. Someone still needs to hire Judd Apatow, a freaking editor, and then yeah. maybe we'll talk. Is that, and now the thing is, it's like, I feel like he's doing it just to fuck with people. Like, you know you do this. You know it's a problem. How, it, it doesn't make your movies better. It's not made one of your movies better. It's made every single movie worse. Yeah. And, and some of them are really good. I think he ruined studio comedies. Absolutely ruined them. Now they all have to be, like, too... They all have to be long and bloated, and yeah. it just... And lit- and no one wants to give money to little like stuff. It's just oh, it's I hate. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so mad at him. <laughs> yeah, right I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. And the best thing I can say about this movie is that it's there are times when it doesn't feel like his movie. Yeah, yeah, right. that, that's the line that would get me to skip. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Um, let's talk about a movie that needs no introduction. Literally, Hamilton. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, Tiggs, have you? See, did you see the play? I did. Yes. I did, yes, I did as well. Uh, uh, so, uh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I, so, I saw the play and the movie. Alex, I believe, only saw the play. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, big, big time in us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I. I just. It's one of those things that it's. It is very good. It's a very good play. Don't get me wrong. Um, as a. As a like an actual piece of like. Uh, film, I think it's in this dead space of directing that it is neither a, a dynamic direction of the camera, nor is it just a flat, here's what the stage looks like direction. Yeah. And it's a weird mid dead space that, with its also two hours and 40 minute uh, runtime, uh, made me very bored and antsy sitting at home. Okay. Now, are you waiting for the butthole cut? <laughs> I am waiting for the butthole I, So I... Um... Yeah, I saw this. I saw this play actually the month the that this was. Uh, no, I wish. Um, I, I saw this the month that this movie was filmed. So, like this cast, uh, it, it was one of the performances. May have been the one that I was at. This, was this one, which would have been pretty cool. Um, but seeing it so up close and like the emotions on the on their faces and and things like that, um, and and having listened to the soundtrack so many times that the that watching this was basically just a sing-along um, was an incredible amount of fun for me. Uh, I have never so, looked at any of it, so it's, it was a weird experience for me. Oh, so I, the, uh, yeah, well, I, I could see that being a thing. This was, it, this was so much fun to just, like, sit there and sing literally every single song. Um, 
and just and just like enjoy the the, the Hamilton experience again. So do 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 you prefer this kind of musical production for film as opposed to like if they were to I don't know like like actually use like real sets and dramatize it and take out the audience and everything like that and so like cats. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you I'd can see their buttholes. I'd rather they do this stuff, but I think they have to a little bit more commit to a couple of nights and film it from different angles and stuff. And, 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 you know, like, sorry, sorry to the live audience, but sometime have some instruction because of the camera. Um, it like, it makes me think of, uh, so Jonathan Demi stopped making sense. The talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they filmed that over a couple nights and he would only film from one angle a night. So as, so not to like really obstruct the audience. So like, you know, one time he got everything from stage left. One time he got everything like from like, you know, f- facing forward or a moving camera and putting those different nights together gives this incredibly engrossing view of what that concert was like. Yeah. So I wish they did that and not just like, because clearly like, you can really tell they, they do their best and it really seems like these cameras were set up to not interrupt the paying audience whatsoever. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, you can well, definitely feel that. As someone who's never seen Hamilton or heard a single song from beginning to end, because I don't think I care, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll get to this eventually. But one thing that's kind of seemed to pop up over the last couple of days is uh, Broadway is closed until January at the earliest. Yep. Now there's talk that maybe this is at least the immediate future of Broadway. Like, getting getting the cast together to do performances that are filmed and then you pay to watch them at home. Is, is it, are, would people do that, do you think, for other things? Or is it just Hamilton as such a critical personality? I think, I think people would absolutely do, like, yeah. want to do this and see this. Like, that's, like, Broadway shows get big because people from out of town heard the music and want to go see it. Yeah. Or... Or when Broadway shows are big, there's like, you know, the touring companies or people paying for the licensing rights to put it on in community <laughs> theaters. Like having having the ability to watch this at home isn't going to ruin that. Like if you love Hamilton, uh, so, so many people who've seen Hamilton or so many people who've seen other plays, they've listened to the soundtrack so many times and then they go see it. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think any of that will take it away. Like if I – like let's say I absolutely was floored by this. And I had the opportunity to go see it still. I would go see it still. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it takes anything away from the experience of actually seeing it uh, like alive in person. I do think that there is, like, even with you know, uh, kind of the the lacking of camera positioning and camera work throughout it. I, I think that there is a level of um, polish on it that I don't think is something that like could be easily recreated with just like, oh, we just pulled. You know, uh, if this is the direction that everything is going to be going in, it's not going to be like a one. In, yeah, right. Exactly. You can't just like put a camera into like the the uh, into like one of the seats and then have people go on like the first time. Like the plays are fucking expensive. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just don't know how how easy it will be. Yeah, but sure. like, I don't know. I don't think there'd be any revenue loss for these plays. Like if someone yeah. from like fucking kansas who's never going to come to new york city and it, even if the, that family does come to new york city from like the midwest or or the south any of those kind of like places that won't get a touring company they they're only going to see one play that weekend 
you know? Yeah, so but they're also going to take, like, their money it's going to be, like, a family of four for, like, $150 seats. Yeah. So the other six plays that are playing on Broadway that that family could have went to go see get their money from home video sales. Yeah. I would say, yeah. you know, I would understand them never putting it on DVD and this being a on-demand service only makes sense. I think the Mets been doing that. And, like, and like remove it eventually or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or even do what what the Met does. You do like do these as Fathom events more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do think that that, would, that that could totally work. Uh, Peter, what did you think for the the first time you've had exposure to it, though? How do you think it did as a musical and as a plot and everything like that like what do you uh, think of the content it's good i mean it's it's it is very it's very very well done and the performances are really incredible um uh the music i i don't there's some songs that i'm way more into but there's yeah. some of the you know the very classic well now made fun of lin manuel miranda sort of uh tone and not, to some not of his exactly that, but not exactly whatever the fuck it is <laughs> that whole thing yeah. So, like, certain – some of the bigger songs, like – some of the songs that aren't that, like – like, Not Gonna Miss My Shot, I think, is not for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. There are other ones I like, like uh, – What about the cabinet the battles? Ca- yeah, those are good. Oh, and, I love those. I think, um, like, Room – like, whatever the Aaron Burr song, like, Room Where It Happens, I think yeah. is very good. And yeah. stuff like that. But I, some of it, just, yeah, I just, like – it's almost like – I would rather he just took a break for like eight seconds to make two, two concurrent lines not rhyme for like a second. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, cool. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going and talk about, oh man, what else did I ever, the more people see? Uh, my Spy? How many people saw My Spy? Three of us. All right. Let's talk about My Spy. It's great. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> really? I thought yeah. it was cute. My spy is it's the, they make this movie a lot. It, it's like the, pacifier. the pacifier. It's Mr. Ma, uh, Mr. Uh, Nanny. Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. Mr. Nanny. Yep. They make this movie a lot, and this is just a good version of it. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, it's, I, that was going to be a game that I brought this week is, is getting quizzing you guys on this style of movie, but you guys list, listed too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> they are like some no, of my but, favorite movies to watch. To be fair. Yeah, like this, this is. This is a movie that if you had like a seven or eight year old kid, you absolutely would find yourself like not like being actually into what's happening. I called my eight year old niece after she had watched it. Um, she watched it on Friday, ended up watching it on Saturday. Uh, and I was like, what did you think? And she said, I think it was the best movie of all time, <laughs> even though there were a couple of curses in it. Other well, than yeah, that, it was the best I, movie of all time. I, I, <laughs> wow. Wow. To be fair, she seemed like this in Trolls. <laughs> this had no business being PG-13. Nope, there was no it, reason it, for any cursing in this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can say bitch a couple of times or once or twice, whatever, like, or whatever the hell they say. But this movie easily was like a PG-rated movie. Yep. My, and now, I texted Pete about this. I'm like, my conspiracy theory is the movie in... Like had two gay characters in it that were that were like openly gay, not uh, Disney gay, which means you look at somebody a little funny. Right. Uh, and I feel like along the way they were like, oh, I don't know, we got these gays in this movie. Maybe we should make this PG thirteen because 
that's a, we're saying something. Here. It's like you're not saying something. Gay is gay. Like that doesn't make a fucking difference in the world. Yeah. But I feel like they had to up into PG thirteen just to justify people getting upset that they are gay people in a PG rated movie. This movie should have been PG. This movie hundred yeah, percent should have been pre- PG. Kristen Shaw, hilarious. She's great. Oh my she's great. god. And sometimes she doesn't work. And in this she her chemistry with freaking uh Batista is so awesome. good. It's just a really good version of a movie you've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, I think maybe it's if I would say probably like an anywhere from like a nine year old boy to a seventeen year old boy, if you presented them this movie and said it's PG, they would say ew no. Oh, sure. that's possible, yeah. That, but but I don't think you need that audience. I think it could have, I think it could have been better if you just like went down a little bit because I don't think there's that much content that you have to take out. It's really, no. it's like it's two really lines. Just, yeah, uh, little girl's lines. The violence is is cartoonish. The girl is great. The girl's great. Uh, she's from what? Uh, Big Little Lies, I think. Um, but yeah, she's really great. It, it's just. A, this is a movie that doesn't get really that really doesn't get made anymore. Or if it does, it's like a CGI movie when it doesn't need to be. Like this movie is very fun, and it this is one that I'm curious. I don't think it would have done well in theaters because I just I no. think parents would have had zero idea as to who this is for. But I think this might find an audience in this current. Like this current world, it's like this is one that I would tell my nephew. Uh, I tell my nephew to watch it, and he'd watch it. He'd, yeah. the, he he would laugh, even though he it's not it's not something that I think he would overtly choose. If I put this on, he would. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. Well, yeah, we got we still got a oh man. All right, uh, how many people saw the fast tonight? I think just me and you. All right, I this this one I think we need to rust down for. The Vast of Night. Okay. Uh, just going over the Fast. I, what, what is this on? Netflix? Uh, Amazon. What? Well, same thing. Uh, <laughs> Basically. Vast of Night, directed by Andrew Patterson. In the twilight of the 1950s, on one fateful night in New Mexico, young switchboard operator, Shay and charismatic radio DJ Everett, discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town and future forever. Yep. So this is just a long episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But it's one of those things that I think it really showcases both the actors and the director. The the, who the, the, the two leads are so good together. Yeah. Um, and as it, both of them and the direction's great, there's some very very long takes. Yeah. That uh, are very snappy. Um, and I'm interested in see what all of the people involved do next. I, I don't think it's completely successful for what it's going for by the end of it um i especially would they go to see this older woman at one point and that scene really bored me oh i, th- I love that scene really uh, <laughs> i i like the guy on the phone earlier i liked it a lot too and some things after that I, I that scene i wasn't crazy about all the long takes were fantastic all like them walking through the parking lot and, and just like talking yeah. on the tape recorder uh there's the the shot at the end um where it's like just kind of going through the streets and going to like the basketball game um, all really well done and really fantastic. Uh, yeah. I think that this is like in, in an era right now where 
movies aren't in theaters and like drive-ins are popping up like all over the place to throw this onto like a drive-in screen would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, I'm, I, as I'm very, very interested what they all do next. Yeah. Uh, this was, again, it's on Amazon. It, it's totally worth checking out. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but I Wait, well, what's it called again? The Vast of Night. The Vast of Night. Vast of Night. Oh, okay. It, it's yeah. It is just the Twilight Zone. Um, All right. Yeah, one episode, not uh, the movie. Eurovision. Eurovision: The Story of Fire Saga. Do we need? Uh, um, no, no rest down necessary. It's a Will Ferrell movie, and it's on Netflix, and everyone can watch uh, it right now. Yep. I wish it was a little tiny bit less of a Will Ferrell movie. I think there was too much of him at points because. Because I thought the world was super fun. I thought Rachel McAdams was super fun. Yes, she was really Every, good. Yep. She was awesome. I thought Pierce Brosnan was great. Oh, he was fantastic. Is this her first overt comedy since Mean Girls? Uh, no, she did. Uh, game, she's great in Game Night. Oh, yeah. I, I, didn't game night. Game night. I need to see that. But I heard she's good in that. She's fantastic. Uh, she's really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think... And the, the Will Ferrellness needed to be toned down, or Will Ferrell just needed to play it a little straighter by like ten degrees, and the movie needed to be about ten to fifteen minutes shorter. Yeah, I, but I, as soon as they get to the Eurovision competition, oh man, I'm like, oh, this movie rules. Like, yeah. This is as someone who's seen every Pitch Perfect and those types of movies, this is kind of that, but in a way more fun world. Yeah. And, like, when they're all singing, and I thought Dan Stevens was incredible. Yes. Uh, in this, I, I thought it got really fun once they got to the competition. Um, but, again, it, like you were just saying with comedies, this movie is uh, almost exactly two hours. It should, Or a little over, actually. It shouldn't be. Yeah. And There's I, no reason for a comedy to be two, and, two hours and three minutes. Yeah. Any scene that was just Will Ferrell could have been cut out every scene that was will ferrell and not another principal lead could have been cut out yeah and yeah. I, I that i i very much enjoyed this movie um e- even with all the will ferrellness i i do agree that it was a tad too long and probably trimming out s- these scenes that you know the the solo will ferrell scenes would have done the most for pacing um and and just making it just that much better but i i had a blast watching this and it it's- definitely once they get to that fest, once they get to the actual competition, it's it's, it's just hilarious. Um, yeah, right? this was another one of those weird ones where, like, yeah, the, the first, like, it, it doesn't to me. I was like, because I, I had heard good things about the movie, and then about 30, 40 minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck are people talking about? Like, this is just a dumb Will Ferrell accent movie where I don't really get the point, and then you know, it really picks up and becomes like a completely other thing. That other thing was just so much better. I, I wish they just cut all that other that that early shit out and just got right to the point. But it, it's enjoyable. Yeah, there, there's some stuff like there. It's nice because the stuff that I find the funniest doesn't have really that to do with Will Ferrell. Like, granted, he's in the later scene, but Rachel McAdams uh, feeding the elves. I think oh, is so good, so fantastic. And then th- both of Dan Stevens's parts that really address his character's sexuality, I think, are both so well done. They're really funny. Um, He's really good. Yeah, but uh, super fun. I, it's one of those. It's probably the first movie I've watched during quarantine that I worry about how much enjoyment I would have gotten outside of quarantine. Oh, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Because I think it's 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 something that it's more. It it was a whole lot more joyful than a lot of other stuff I've watched, and I think it's what I definitely needed at the moment. 
Yeah, um, the bar I, is definitely a lot different now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ya Ya Ding Dong, Song of the Summer. Oh, so good. <laughs> Such a good song. Ya Ya Ding Dong. This is funny. It was so funny. It, it, it's, it's just funny. Uh, it, it's enjoyable. I would... I'd say this is another one, not not as not like uh, King of Staten Island, where that is a flawed movie. But just like skip thirty minutes into this, and you'll probably really like it. Yeah. All right, I'll All check right. it out. Yeah. And, uh, and this is last last one, the Five Bloods. Um, it's the new Spike Lee movie. I, I think that is enough at that that point. Yes. Um, what do so, you guys think? Um, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be something other than what it was. I yeah, me too. I was like, all right, whatever. Spike Lee made a movie. I'll go see it. Yep. Um, I thought. I don't know how effective the flashbacks were. I, I yeah, for I me. Agree. Yeah, yeah. With with the with the older character, it was so weird. I liked part. that take. That I I, I kind of liked that take. On it though, like like that. It was interesting. Interesting. I just don't know how essential it was. Um, that said, like whether most likely movies have some kind of issue that comes from a heavy-handed nature, but sure. Delrio fucking knocked this shit out of the park. That's yeah, he was so fucking good that it like. This is one of those performances that's so good that you stop really noticing some other issues you might have with the film because he's great. I thought the relationship between him and his son so uh, was awesome. All those older dudes were awesome. I didn't necessarily need all the action-based conflict uh, no, in the movie. I, I agree. Uh, that I, it, the shootouts. It's fine that it's there. Yeah. I didn't need that stuff. It was, un- um, it was unnecessary. I thought that they, I like... Just, I think the terror. These guys going back and living their lives with all the memories and demons and this, that, and the other thing. Um, yeah. To be in that same place. I'm like, I think that's kind of enough. I think that, like, the shootout's completely unnecessary if, like, with the... The, the like, the landmine stuff, I thought was really well done and fantastic. Uh, I thought I was, <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat the, the whole time. I really enjoyed this um, start oh. to finish. Yeah, it, it's... It's, but I, yeah, I really, I really liked it. I, I could have dealt without flashbacks. I could have dealt without uh, super action. Yeah. And I would have loved it just being the because when they're just four dudes talking about shit, I'm completely in whatever so their good. conversation is. Yeah, because um, yeah, like even the first hour was pretty slow, but like you really got to know and like like each of them individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. I, I don't know. I, I I liked it and I think it's it's weird and inconsistent. Oh, um that's, but that's I think it's think about it. It's, it's the inconsistency. Yeah. Uh, ebbs and because flows. I think there's absolutely five star moments in this movie, but they're sandwiched sometimes between two star moments. And it's it, it there's <laughs> there there are times in which like a scene starts and I was like, I don't really don't love this scene and then it gets to some place that I think is incredible and it was just kinda I almost got like whiplash at times from this movie because but mostly because it reaches such high heights at times yeah 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 i I, and it's like it's also if you've seen enough spike lee movies you can kind of tell when you're about to hit an ebb or flow but when delroy windows in the jungle by himself just kind of fucking talking at the screen yeah 
I was like, holy shit. Yeah. With, like, I know he's on a good fight on CBS All Access. I think no one has. But, <laughs> dude, like, he, he's, he's throwing, like, 100 miles an hour in this performance. He really, yeah. He, I thought he was great. I thought his son was great. Like, I thought all those dudes are great. And I didn't really feel the length. And now, granted, does action help you not feel the length of a movie? Sure. Um, but I yeah. think there's a world where this movie works even better without at least the modern day content. You can have the flashback stuff. Um, but I think it works better just being old dude in the fucking jungle. Yeah. But it's, it's really, it's yeah, really enjoyable. Um, I don't know that I'll watch it again because it's two and a half hours. Yeah. But I'd watch scenes. Yeah. yeah, I would totally watch scenes. I, but, I, did, I watched I think this in like, two sittings in general. Um, and I think that that was probably the right way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell Linda's from the UK. I didn't know that. Huh. Hmm. What were you going to uh, say? I, and, and I will say that, like, there, there's the whole, like, in the whole pantheon of, like, uh, like Vietnam War movies, I think that this takes it in so many different directions that even when it was long and weird and inconsistent and everything like that, uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing its takes. Yeah. And bring it into like modern day things. Like you can see the influences from other Vietnam movies as like I mean, especially Apocalypse Now. Um but yeah, I, I totally oh, yeah. agree. Yeah. But I again it's I think I think the performance I think the directing is great and okay. And I think the performances are mostly great. And I think that's kind of where the ebb and flows sort of come from. Yeah. But it's, uh, I think it's, it's really interesting film. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to get me to watch something that's over two hours and not, uh, lose my, not like lose my attention, especially at home. Yeah. At home, I'm liable to turn something off in two seconds. Yeah. So the fact that I watched this, in two and a half hours straight through. That's impressive. Uh, should tell you something because I don't have the I don't have the strength or discipline to do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Do we want to blast through some of these these winners? Uh, uh I don't care. Well, none of them are mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say um, watch uh, Shirley on Hulu. Okay. It's good. It's the uh, movie about Shirley Jackson with. Uh, oh God! Why am I blanking on her name now? I don't know. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss, and it's very good. The rest of the ones I see, I saw are not good. Oh, I'm sorry, Trip to Greece is good, but if, you, if you've never seen a trip movie... I have not. Um, then then start at the beginning. Gotcha. Watch the trip movies. They're very good. Becky's not good? Uh, Becky's fine. What about it's, it, Kevin James isn't as good in that role as I hoped he would be. Oh, he looked great in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, How's Inheritance? That looked terrible. It's really bad. All right. Well, it can't be any worse than Irresistible, which was god awful, except for the twist, which was actually very good. Everything else sucked. Don't see Irresistible. Shit. Now I know there's a twist. Now I might have to see it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of really god awful, don't watch. Don't watch Capone or Artemis Fowl. I've heard terrible things about Artemis Fowl. Oh, uh, you but, loved but Artemis Fowl, though, didn't you? Artemis Fowl, and that movie was awful. Oh, what's this? Uh... With Capone, uh, LP from Run the Jewels did all the music. Is it good music? Um, I don't remember. Tom Hardy kept shitting himself too often. Did that really um, happen? Yeah. So is Josh Trank done forever? I hope so. I think this was really bad. Wow. All right. There wasn't a movie. There wasn't a movie there. I don't know why he thought there was a full movie there. It's really terrible. Oof. All right. Well, we got through all of them. 
Yeah, we did it. All right. We did it. All right. You can find us on the web, moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on Twitter, on Instagram, IG, some people call it. Uh, probably other things as well as Rust Incredible. Uh, you can find Pete. Venmo. Venmo as Rust Incredible. Uh, just just give him a couple bucks. Uh, you can find Pete on Letterboxd as uh, Pete Petey Vankman. Uh, you can find <laughs> me uh, on Strava as Johnny Tiggs or whatever. Alex. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, ha- you had some Ooh. homework. You've had homework for the last three months. And, you had, and we had extra time in between. Yep. I know. Well, okay. So, um, well, I, I had... I, I had one that I was going to do. I, I found one of those uh, AOL free 1,000 hour CDs. Yeah. Um, and I thought I'd sign up for that. Sure. Using a keyword. Yep. Um, I don't have a landline. I couldn't uh, do it. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get on AOL. Speaking of a uh, line, uh, for those playing along at home, the fir- uh, so far Alex's phone number is 131. Tune in next <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are giving away real stuff. <laughs> Listen, it's the slowest doxing ever. Yeah. You can stop this. Yeah, you, it's very easy oh, to stop this. All you that, have to do is find a sign up dude, for anything free. Alex, it is an eleven uh, it is a minimum eleven week doxing. <laughs> and that's without okay. breaks. Alright, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see how far this goes. Yeah, let's see how far you're willing to take it, Alex. It only goes as far as you're willing to take it. Um, I will say, at one point, I will stop recapping them. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, that's smart. Uh, oh, that's fun. Until yeah, the final I'll one. Yeah, Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues sort of situations. Nice, nice. All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys for being here, and thank you all for listening. I'll see you all next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Uh, I have an idea for next week. <laughs>